Hello everybody, this is the Fat and Weak Podcast, and I'm Daniel. No, I'm Russell. And uh, it's been one whole week yep. since we podcast. Now, we said we were going to podcast daily, then every other day, and here we are a week later. But we're here, and we haven't quit. No, nope, we have not quit. <laughs> uh, so I guess the question is, did we quit our diets? Yes. <laughs> what? Um, yes. Because, well, the reason we didn't do our podcast multiple times last week is because my girlfriend had an idea of going on a trip for a birthday and when you go on a vacation or go on a trip to some place you want to enjoy yourself i really i really wanted to enjoy myself so and it wasn't i don't know i've been on vacations even timeshares where you show up and you're supposed to live it up and there are people at 5 a.m in the hotel gym running away on those treadmills well, so apparently it's possible well that was the <laughs> that was the problem the hotel Gyms closed because of COVID. Oh, so that's the problem. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, yeah. Five a.m. You would have been in the gym knocking it out. Yeah, I did. I actually did <laughs> plan on doing that. I guess I could have walked, but yeah. It's like once the gym was closed, I was like, "You guys got some swimming in, though." Yeah, we swam a lot. We went. We yeah. were going to go to Big Surf down, um, but we didn't do that. Yeah. So yeah. Well, we, swimming, swimming can is pretty healthy for you especially when you're at the beginning stage of losing weight yeah we swam a lot like three four times we swam yeah but i'm assuming uh the food was good yeah it was really good we went to that outback steakhouse um, <laughs> then went to a few other restaurants for known for their uh whole food uh plant-based diets right yeah you could say that. but um, yeah and it wasn't the food that was horrible because I didn't eat a lot of bad food like I had like spaghetti and meatballs which is bad for a diabetic because it's pasta and yeah. sugar but but the, what was what I noticed what was killing me was soda and drinking it because I told myself I could um, drink soda as long as after the dinner and all that stuff I drink water and the problem is <laughs> I drink four or five glasses of soda Oh man! Yeah. So like, it's hard to overcome that. It's not smart to to just gorge on soda if you're yeah <clears throat> not going to limit yourself because that could have been like two two thousand calories in soda. Yeah, easy. Yeah, and I'm assuming if you're like me, which I know you are, that once you've screwed up, you're going to stop doing the other things for a while too. So I imagine you're not checking your blood sugar every morning because. After five glasses of soda, what's the point, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. You, you know it's bad. Why waste a 50-cent test strip, right? <laughs> okay. So um, so it's easy to shame from the past, um, and uh, but that's not what we're about. We're about you know, always going forward. Um, otherwise, but, but the trip quit. was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, you guys had fun. I saw the pictures. It was really cool. Um, so it's time to get out of vacation mode. Mm-hmm. Right, so so uh, I guess uh, I should talk about me instead of putting all the spotlight on you for the last week. Um, I've done pretty good as far as um, my meds. My that was a big goal was to take my meds every day and uh, even start taking my insulin shots again because I stopped taking those about six months ago because whatever I was just kind of in denial like whatever. 
And I, you know, I went like six months without testing my sugar and just assuming it's, uh, it's probably in the 200s. So uh, about four or five days ago, I went ahead and checked it, like just in the middle of the day. I was really tired, couldn't really get motivated to do anything. So I checked my sugar and it was like just under 400. It was like 390. Uh -huh. So I was like, oh boy, right? So, so I went ahead and took a, a, an insulin shot and um, I did what I said when we started this podcast. I went and got my pill box and I got it all set up for the week, AM and PM meds, so it would be easy. And I wouldn't like talk myself out of taking them because I had to open all those bottles and stuff. So I got it set up, started taking my meds. And so um, for, for last week, so I've taken all my meds morning and night, taken my shots two, three times a day. And um, so now my when I check my sugars, I'm around 208, right? Which is still ways to go, but about almost half of what it was a week ago and probably what it's been for six months. Um, right. Yeah. So six months ago, when I was the last time I got on this kick that I'm going to get under control, you know, I got it where my fasting blood sugars in the morning were 90 to 110, and and I was doing nice keto and one meal a day keto, and you know my even my insulin spikes were under 200, like 140, 160, doing great. And then for whatever reason, you know how I do, how we all do, uh, it just kind of one day it. I probably ate something I shouldn't have and and it never went back, you know, pretty much. Well, I know it happened. COVID happened. And I started working from home uh -huh. instead of having the routine where I was away from the house for 12 hours a day and just waited to get home to eat. And now I'm, you know, 24-7, I'm around where right. I can eat anytime I want, right? So, so it's been a pretty good week that way. Now, I'm going to have to change my goal on walking because whatever reason, that's not working. I'm not getting. I've walked a couple times and I tweaked my knee and it hurts, and I can't even like get up out of a chair without pain in my knee right now. Um, but you know, uh, why don't you go to why don't you go to the gym where like it would help your joints and stuff? All right, warrior. <laughs> I can't get my shoes on to walk around the house. I'm probably not gonna make it to the gym. But you're right. I need to figure out other alternatives. But um, what we did yesterday is I kind of sat down with your mom and because she wants to start doing something but you know she's had two back surgeries and and uh, lots of joint issues and stuff so um, she remembered that when she worked uh, with a client that had a disability they would go to um, while she was with that client they would go to these Zumba, uh, Zumba but they were for disability so they were actually chair Zumba kind of a chair Zumba slash yoga type thing. Mm -hmm. And she said it when she was doing it, it wasn't hard, but she was really surprised how sore she was the next day and how over time it seemed to help. They were just doing it a couple times a week. So so I kind of went and searched YouTube for some good chair. Now, now I hate looking up an exercise that says chair exercises for the elderly. <laughs> I don't like, I'm 48 years old. So I'm like, okay, I can either choose my search terms, exercises for the elderly or exercises for the super obese. And neither one of them are very flattering, right? Yeah. Um, but that's where humility comes in so that you can get where you need to get, right? So are you gonna join a Zumba class? So, well, we're going to, uh, your mother and I said that uh, we're gonna start our day. You know, we always start our day with coffee. So we kind of decided to find 
uh, YouTube channels that we can put on the TV that would guide us through a 15, 20 minute Zumba chair. And when we got up in the morning, we'd do it together before we had our coffee. And that would kind of be our, our anchor. When we get up, we do that and we don't get coffee until we do it. And then we can relax and have the coffee and then start our days. So that should probably start tomorrow morning since we just started looking at YouTube videos at like 10 o'clock last night and hadn't really found what we we're looking for yet. But um, that's kind of the goal today to get that kind of figured out and go to bed early enough to, that we can get up at 5 a.m. and kind of see what happens. Well, you know, you might come home from work and find us sprawled out on the floor and can't get up. But, but, uh, but at least we'll have fallen forward, right? Not backwards. So, um, so where we go from here. So that was our, that was the past. That was the last week. So here we are today. No shame. Moving forward. Yeah, I'm just glad that I, I weighed myself and I didn't gain any weight. I thought I, I thought I like blew it. Yeah. I thought it was like I'm all the way back to like 330, and I was no, I was mm -hmm. still 321 pounds. And what I, what I, my goal is for this week is to um, cut out soda because I feel like that's the one thing that's right. holding me back. More yeah, that's gonna help your diabetes and your weight and mental clarity and everything but right? it's really hard because soda i don't know what it is about soda like it's almost addicting what's well, designed to be addicting you got entire i mean it, there's a reason these companies hire chemists right they're they're creating something that is addicting so that they can sell more of it i mean that doesn't give us an excuse but we need to be aware that the the retail world is <laughs> they've got us figured out better than we got ourselves figured out and they know how to trigger us and how to capture us and it you can't passively win this battle you've got to you got to make intentional daily or moment by moment decisions if you're going to win this battle yeah because orange fanta tastes really good <laughs> like it's almost like it's almost it's like the almost the best thing I've ever drank. I don't know why, but it just tastes really, really good. Yeah, I notice I don't need soda. I can go without soda until, like anything, until it's in front of me. All right. So when it's not in the house or anything, and I usually when I go out to eat, I don't even get soda. I get I get ice water. But I at the house I make crystal light. So I use the sugar free. You know, two packages into a gallon and, and have my gallon of sugar-free Kool-Aid. That's pretty much what I sip on all day after a couple cups of coffee in the morning. But I've noticed that if the Orange Fanta or 7-Up or something's in the house, I, I find myself doing like half and half and adding some fizz and stuff to my Kool-Aid. Uh -huh. And I'm like, ah, see, I would never go buy this, but found its way in the house, so what am, I, what am I going to do? I'm going to drink it, right? Yeah, because I, I pretty much cut out um, chips except the last two days because I was... <laughs> but other than that, I, usually I, I thought chips would be the hardest thing to cut out, but it seems like soda is the hardest thing to cut out because it just doesn't taste really yeah. good. Yeah, well, are you trying to go from soda directly to water or, or have you found... Search and try to find something that maybe is your your gateway to water. You know, kind of lesser than, not as great as water, but still better for you than soda. Well, I I notice when I drink a lot of water, I I start to like it. So yeah. that's like that's my goal to just drink water because I know after I drink water for a while, I'm gonna start liking it. 
Yeah, I know a lot of people that drink a lot of water, they find ways to make it better. I mean, some people like a squirt of lemon in it, lime, but I know others will make a pitcher and then they'll um, keep like fruit and stuff in the water to kind of flavor it over time while it sits in the fridge and kind yeah. of gives a little bit of a flavor to it so you're not just always water. But um, I found that sometimes nothing tastes better than water. Yeah. I mean, I've had my especially cooler. After, especially after working out. Oh, yeah. You just like gulp it or you're doing some yard work or anything. It's like, just give me water. You know, free old plain water is the only thing that will quench that thirst. And that just tells me our bodies are kind of designed for that, right? And so after, so my goal is to not drink soda. And then my second goal is to be um, 315 pounds by now. Next week, okay. So we're probably gonna have to do more than one podcast a week since kind of gearing up for the podcast kind of helps us stay on track. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm also starting um, to. I'm thinking I'm gonna also start um, counting calories. For so you I can use an app for that, or yeah, I, I use the Lose It app. It's really okay. simple. You just like use the barcode and you scan just scan it. it. Well, that, that's handy if you're eating the. I guess the serving sizes that the scan is going off of. So I'm going to start counting that because that, because like I said in past podcasts, I've just been eating whatever I want. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to probably limit to whatever to like 2,000 calories. So so you were limiting it to a certain time frame per day. Now you're going to limit it to a certain calorie day. Is it still going to be within that time frame or are you abandoning that? No, I'm still going to do the time frame. I just think I'm going to Make You're it. doing a 16-8 right now, right? I, I was I was doing a 20 and, and 4, and four. but I think I'm going to go back to 16-8 so I can put in... Spread two. out that 2,000 calories, a little more healthy? Yeah. Okay, so it's still going to be 2,000 calories of anything, or what? what, are, what is the 2,000 calories going to consist of um, to, in reality? I mean, I know what you... Your goal might be, but in reality, what do you expect it to probably end up being? Um, I expect it to be like some pasta, like spaghetti, and then probably um, something not pasta, like chicken rice. I don't know, rice is kind yeah. of pasta. Kind of pasta-ish, yeah. So, something <laughs> like that. Because okay. usually we make chicken and rice and don't put any um, vegetables in, so I plan on putting like broccoli in it to make it more... Uh, make it more a whole meal because we have rice and chicken and then you put broccoli in that that's what most yeah, bodybuilders eat you gotta you gotta add some color in there right uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah chicken and rice isn't a very great color but add some broccoli and some other things so yeah i think the the more colorful i've heard that the more colorful your dinner plate is the more healthy it is <laughs> that's why i douse everything with salsa <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's my next my next goal is that I'm adding in. Okay. Because yeah. I don't want to overwhelm myself all at once. And, yeah. And I, I'll probably pick stuff like if um, losing um, six pounds is too much, I'll try to rearrange it to a lower amount of goal. Or like eating soda or drinking soda, I'll lower it like I have it once a day or something like that. Because I don't want to put all this pressure on me and then feel like, oh, I didn't meet my goal, so I failed. Yeah. So do you think you can do one a day if more than that's available? No. 
So, I mean, it's... It had to be like I was going to work and I grabbed like one of those... Small bottles or something and took with you? Yeah. Or filled up your to-go cup once and took it and didn't take a refill with you? Yeah, because if I go to like... If I go to Walmart and bring like a two liter home, I'm gonna drink the whole. You're gonna drink a two liter, yeah. If you get a bag of chips, you're gonna finish. You're gonna get a bag. A bag of chips is one serving, no matter how big the bag is, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of where we're at. I agree. So, so what are your your, your goal was Zumba? Yeah. So I, I, I'm really. What's weird? I'm kind of actually looking forward to it. I think I'm looking forward to it. For one, yeah. trying to find something. Because I really do want to exercise and stuff, but everything hurts, you know. So look, really looking forward to finding something that on YouTube, whatever, that's um, fun, you know, that, that the host or whoever's leading us is, is fun yeah. to watch, that it, it's not going to hurt, but still create progress. You might want to do like um, some water Zumba. I don't know if you're looking at that. Yeah, we don't have a pool. Uh, you forget the, the, the part about not putting shoes on and leaving the house. <laughs> Baby steps here, right? Uh -huh. um, um, but I'm looking forward to that, starting that t tomorrow. Um, and I think I'm also excited about that. It's just kind of doing it with your mom. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be fun doing it together. So um, exercising by yourself. Uh, other than I'm kind of an introvert, so I... The one thing I do like about the gym is, the, and one of the things that keeps me going 45 minutes to an hour on a treadmill when I gave my permission to, myself permission to quit after 10, is I really enjoy the the audible book or the podcast I'm listening to. And usually I won't stop until the end of whatever I'm listening to, right? So um, I, I purposely choose save some of the longer podcasts now, I'm not doing like a Joe Rogan where you know, it goes for like two hours and eight minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not going to do that. They'll have to ambulance me out of the gym. But I'll look for one that's 35 to 45 minutes. And I find myself when I cross those mental um, boundaries of, oh, 10 minutes. I can quit now. No, that's okay. And I just keep listening. I find I almost always go at least as long as whatever the podcast I'm listening to. So do enjoy enjoy that but I think I'll enjoy kind of working out with your mom and kind of see her get healthy at the same time along with us and kind of doing it together that's that's gonna be good um, I want to continue the meds and the insulin and I'm hoping because I'm not I'm not prescribed to do a lot of insulin but that's because I had all these pills and they were supposed to do the job but I hadn't been taking them so hopefully as I stay consistent with my meds my pills uh, I can start backing back off the amount of insulin I'm using right now to get it under control. So I'm not doing three shots a day. I'm dropped to two, one, whatever. And then uh, uh, diet-wise, um, I feel okay about that, except the, I'm kind of like you, the one meal a day. What, for what, I'm not eating one meal a day, but um, I'm kind of, my goal was to win breakfast by doing a keto breakfast that was diabetic friendly and stuff and I'm, I'm fine with that I either don't have breakfast or, or I just have my coffee or I have scrambled eggs with some melted cheese on it and some hot sauce and so there's no bread or anything but the one meal a day I have in the evening I really haven't put any boundaries on yeah so like when we had spaghetti I you know I had a <laughs> yeah you know, I had a mound of spaghetti right yeah. 
Um, so I want to start moving in a better direction with that meal. Um, but like you said, I don't want to change so much that I give up. Yeah, take baby steps. Because once you like change it to like, which but you like broccoli and all that vegetable stuff. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I I can eat healthy, but even when I eat healthy, I eat high volume. So that's one of the reasons I like salad because I can eat salad until I'm full and not really have done myself much damage. So yeah, I can't I can't do that because I have to I have to enjoy the food. Like I do you I guess you enjoy salad, but like I don't enjoy it. And I know like that you you have to change your mindset that it's fuel. But I want to try I want to find things that are healthy that I enjoy. So yeah. I'm not hating the process of eating it. Yeah. Well, when we get when we break our addiction, that's one thing. We kind of need to treat it as as fuel or medicine to the point where we break the addiction, and then we can introduce foods back in as pleasure and an experience. But I think right now we're just mentally not there. So if there's all this uh, fun food. We're not going to have a bite. We're going to eat the thing, right? We buy a cake now. Instead of cutting ourselves a slice, we cut everybody else a slice, and then we eat whatever's left, mm -hmm. right? That, and we got to get the thing where, you know, a small slice is a treat and an experience, and it's tied to the relationships of the people around and the memories of this event more than a fear of missing out on as much cake as I can eat, right? Mm -hmm. um, and allowing our addiction to kind of uh, see, eat in secret. That's one of the other things, you know. I remember back in the day, back in the day, it sounds like it was a long time ago, but pre-COVID when you're out hitting drive throughs and stuff, you know, there's times when your addiction will lead you to going through drive through and ordering food to bring home for you and the family, but also ordering something that you can eat on the drive home, mm -hmm. right? And then still eat when you get home the food that you bought for dinner, right? It's just like, and I don't know what that is. I mean, I just know it's addiction, and it's it's not a healthy motivation, and uh, it's not doing our body any good. So I think part of it is not eating in secret, which is hard. You work a graveyard, so you're by yourself. So there's no accountability. There's nobody to go, don't eat that, right? Unless you're going to... Uh, you know, FaceTime somebody while you eat so they can kind of, yeah, say, don't do that, put that away, bad seed, bad seed, back away, put the chalupa down and back up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, th I think that's one, I don't know, this just kind of came to me, but you know how obesity has grown in our country. There's lots of reasons for it, but you know, there's, uh, I think, as a family, eating around the table together is kind of a thing of the past for a lot of families. And I think when it leads to everybody kind of eating in their own corner, um, there's there's no oversight, there's no boundary, there's no example, there's no modeling by parents to children. You know, it's okay to not finish your plate. It's okay, you know, to have us to, to pass on something, right? But we, we don't, we like hoard a bunch of stuff and then go into our own isolated thing, put our headphones on, play a game, whatever, and just mindlessly eat. We're not eating 
the experience. In fact, oh, yeah. I, I've eaten whole meals and didn't even realize I ate them. Like make two sandwiches and eat one and think, oh, I've still got another one. And look around and realize I've already ate both of them. Yeah. You know, and it's like because your mind wasn't even there, right? So you didn't even get anything out of it, right? Because you're you you're just uh, robotically guided by this addiction and, instead of making a choice to enjoy something. And also with the with no sitting down as a family, you see you don't get the also the social. Um, I, I'll get I don't know if like social bullying of like hey. <laughs> The positive peer Re- support. Yeah. <laughs> Not bullying. <Positive laughs> but there's that too, right? Positive. Like, don't eat that much. What are you doing? Like, yeah, I remember my grandpa when I was a kid. I'd reach for the dessert or whatever, and he'd reach over, he'd go over with your, his fork and like stab your hand, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but he wasn't really doing it to keep you from eating the cake. He was, he was trying to teach manners of how you asked somebody to pass something instead of reaching across the table. But but it's kind of the same thing, right? You kind of need somebody when you're grabbing that third roll going, hmm. Should you really eat that? Do you think you need that? You know, it's like, er, don't judge me. <laughs> right, but, but yeah, when there is that social stuff, um, because the truth is you're probably not going to eat like you do in your room yeah, alone than when other people are sitting around the table with you. I don't know if you know this, like whenever we go out to things and you don't, if we ate like we did when we were around people, we would be skinny. Yeah, because we're trying to be one person out there and we're a different person alone, and which is a gap in our own integrity, honestly. Because really people would say... You're a big man, why don't you? And you're like, oh, I don't feel like it. No, you do. You feel like it. You yeah. just usually, either you don't like the food there, or you're waiting to hit a drive-through or something after the party. Yeah, you're you're worried about what somebody thinks. But yeah. you're you're not actually choosing not to eat the food. You're just choosing not to be embarrassed in front of somebody else. Yeah. And as soon as that that embarrassment potential is gone, you're gonna get your food. Like I said, how many times have you left somewhere where you ate? respectfully but hit a drive through on the way home so to get your fix right yeah yeah it's yeah that's truth that's just truth right there yeah so so that so, so that there does need to be a social um, element to getting healthy right you really you're not going to be able to slay this beast on your own behind a bedroom door when playing a video game Right. It's got to be intention. You've got to have support, right? Uh-huh. Um, you have to have a plan. Um, and, and like I said, you need you need somebody that not only cheers you on, but has the ability to call you out. Right. And I think that's what happened. You know, we isolate ourselves so nobody can call us out. And then we end up calling ourselves out internally, uh-huh. and that turns into what shame. Yeah. And then how do we how do we stop shame? How do we feel better after shame? We eat more. We eat more, right? And then we just medicate ourselves that way. Yeah, it's um, a vicious it's a vicious cycle that no one really talks about. Yeah, and it's it's and it's tough to talk about because you've lost weight so many times. You you've I mean. Honestly, obese people probably know more about nutrition than the average person. 
because they've been studying it their entire lives. The shame comes in of knowing something that you can't execute. I've always said I could take somebody else and turn them into an Olympic athlete with my knowledge, mm-hmm. but I can't stop myself from eating a piece of cheesecake if it's in front of me. Right, so there's an addictive element that's kind of holding you captive. Um, it doesn't give you an excuse because there's a way to break that. It just takes some discipline and um, some real effort. And uh, we we have that ability because in other areas of our life, when there's stress and stuff happening, we step up and take care of it. Um, but we just don't want to step up and take care of this. Um, so this is what we're trying to do now. Now this time we're just trying to do it. We're doing it completely different this time. Because every time in the past, it's been like the warrior's battle, right? We go from couch potato to dressing up like a warrior going to battle. And then we get out there and find out we suck at fighting. <laughs> and we get yeah. mauled. And then we crawl back in our hole with our bag of chips, right? Yeah, so I guess the thing is if we don't. I guess this time it's more like we're not in a battle. You can't you can't be in a battle if you choose not to fight. Yeah, I just I feel we're just kind of coming at it with a lot more transparent and hum uh, with a lot more humility this time. Of like you know honestly, this is our this is my problem. This is what I'm dealing with. Every time I've confronted it head on, I've failed. So. I'm not going to try to fix this overnight, like every time before. I'm not trying to impress anybody, right? I'm trying to live this out in a way that I can win one pound at a time instead of going for the 10 pounds at a time. And instead of having a six-week goal, I'm going to have a two-year goal, right, to get there and do, do enough every day to go in the right direction instead of trying to make the cover of Muscle and Fitness Magazine by Friday, yeah. right? And then when I don't, quit, you know? Um, taking that expectation out. And uh, it, it's even hard, even like the podcast, it, it's tough because they, the, 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 the advice out there goes both ways. There's the advice of, you know, tell somebody right away so that it's known and that'll hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. But then those that study brain chemistry will tell you that don't tell anybody because when you tell somebody, you get the endorphin hit like you've already done the thing because they're already going, oh, that's cool. And you get the reward, but you haven't done the work. So now your brain doesn't want to do the work because it's already got its reward. It's like getting paid before you do the work. Your motivation is less, right? And so, but... We also wanted to kind of document what we're doing because we're hoping to help other people because we can't be the only ones. You know, and somebody's got to open up and say, this is real. This is how it is. And, and uh, you know, you're not going to beat this in the way that a late night infomercial is going to tell you or a pop-up ad while you're surfing Facebook. That's not how you're going to beat this. This is how you're going to make that coach some money by buying his program, Right. But you're, you're going to beat this in, an inch a day. Yeah, the, the only thing I've ever seen that actually would be good to go on is Biggest Loser. Like, that's the only thing that... Yeah, but we, you know, since then, since it's off there, you, you hear all the negative things that happened during that. And it's like, 
when the, and that's the thing when the when losing weight's the only goal, you know, you can take rat poison and lose weight, right? Okay. And it seems like some of these reality shows and stuff, they can inspire you to get started, but behind the scenes, you find out there was a lot of unhealthy things that went into getting those big losses. Yeah. However, what it does prove is, it is po our human body is possible losing 300 pounds or, or dropping 40 pounds in a week occasionally. You know, so it, it is possible. So what if instead of trying to do that, lose 300, you know, lose 100 pounds, 130 pounds in 12 weeks, what if our, what if we do it in a healthy way, use that as inspiration that our, the human body is capable of getting back to health, but now doing it without such a ridiculous timeline and schedule, uh -huh. you know, so that you can still fit in a real job and grocery shop the way your budget allows, right? Um, yeah, I, I've, I've used that excuse before. Well, yeah, if I could, if I was locked away on a ranch where there was no bad food and I had a personal trainer dedicated to me, of course I could lose weight. No, not if my mind doesn't, doesn't flip the switch. Because even in that, I would find something. They have the temptations, right? In the moment of those temptations where, you know, you... Whoever eats the most stuff gets a pound bonus or whatever. I would be I would be one of those justifying it in my mind. I can work out a little extra later, right? But and I would probably be the person that if it gave you like ten minutes to make your decision, I would be strong till nine minutes and fifty nine seconds. Then just as it's about to be over, I'd grab like four cupcakes and shove them in my mouth, right? Because of that fear of missing out, right? Just, okay, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. Okay, give them to me, right? And then there'd be the shame, right? I'd probably go soak back into my little room there and the cameras would be like watching me as I cried and when talked about my shame and the ratings would go up, but my health would be trash, right? Yeah. And so, so I, those things are motivating and they give a glimpse to what's possible, but I still think slow and steady daily intentional changes and habits and we win this we win this thing over time one bite and one step at a time and if we try to rush it or choose any program or system um, I think we've proven in the past that that's not going to work for us yeah there's not there's no there's no like magic bullet yeah <laughs> There's no magic thing to make you healthy. Like it's literally everything else in the world, hard work and just discipline. Well, and honestly, our bodies are just re a reflection of our unhealthy mind, right? So it's not even focused on the body. You know, it's like it's like doing body work in a paint job and rechroming a car that has a blown engine. Yeah, right. the problem is the blown engine. Yeah, the other stuff's nice, but. If you don't fix the engine, it doesn't work. Right. And we have a mindset. Our body is just following our mind. Our, right? So if we change our mind, our body will follow. Um, just like when we're stuck in our mind in a healthy way, our body has grown, grown, <laughs> in, you know, physically grown to insulate us and protect us. You figure that the body's response to everything is you're trying to help you. <coughs> even high cholesterol, you know, your body's creating cholesterol 
to plug the leaks in your arteries and stuff from poor health, yeah. right? So it's a, it, so yeah, it's it's getting unhealthy, but it's it's following you, trying to keep you healthy. So if you start making some different mindset choices, and and your body will go, okay, I don't need to hold on to this anymore. I, you know, it's 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 amazing how our bodies follow our mind, and I think the mind is where we win this battle, right? So not really. And if we avoid the hard question when we're hungry, and asking ourselves, taking that moment, meditate, journal, do those things to kind of figure out the why, am I really hungry or am I bored or am I whatever, you know? And, and after, have kind of that debriefing after an episode of binging to, okay, that was bad, but let's not ignore it. Let's analyze it, talk about it, and figure out what we can take from it. So. It's not a total loss. What can I learn from this last failure so that I can fall forward and um, instead of backwards and maybe avoid this failure next time? Yeah. But if I just surround it in shame and food and ignore it, then the next time I'm triggered, I'm just going to do the same thing again. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so your goal is to do Zumba? Keep the meds going. Keep the meds going. My goal is to lose be 315 i think if i if i get to 315 that would be a big i guess one of those chemicals one of those chemicals. i always forget which each one do the serotonin the dopamine and all but, that so because one of those things because if i hit 315 i'm gonna I, i'm gonna feel like wow i'm actually doing it right so that's my goal and then not to drink soda and limit my calories to do 2000 calories so that's my and also to work at it, work, do some sit-ups, push-ups, and stuff like that. Yeah. But well, this has been the Fat and Weak Podcast, and I'm Daniel. And I'm still Russell. So, <laughs> and, uh, we we'll will try to do this more than once this week, correct? Yeah, we're going to, I think we'll do it Thursday. <laughs> Give us a day in between. Okay, do it Thursday, and then... Uh, Finish it with Friday, so... Okay, do a Thursday and Friday, or maybe Saturday, depending on. Mm-hmm. Get a day in there. And uh, so follow us, uh, share. We're now on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, and several of the others. So find us. Um, we're just in the beginning of this. We're kind of resolved not to give up. And I think part of that is just being willing to be open, honest, humble, and transparent. And since we're not trying to impress anybody, um, we're hoping this time we don't quit, yep. right? And so we just want to keep showing up. And um, I really do believe that uh, you we you'll start to see or hear about our progress, and hopefully that'll help you um, think through some things in your own life, uh, make some decisions that are right for you, and that you'll find this podcast as a regular source of. Um, education and inspiration um, and we can do this together so till next time take care see you guys